Oh, wide awake. Well, I'm so excited about this new year. Thank you so much for being here. Well, wide awake. Say that with me. Wide awake. As we start this new year, uh, we're looking at the theme of what would it look like to live each day in 2018 with our eyes wide open, being wide awake. I heard about a, a husband and wife who had had a fight, and they were giving each other the silent treatment. You know what that is? So they're not talking to each other, but they're writing notes to each other. And so the husband, right before he turns in, he writes a note, and he puts it on the wife's side of the bed and says, Please wake me up at 5. I have to catch a plane. So he goes to sleep, and he wakes up, and it's 7. And he's furious, and he rolls over to really light into his wife. His wife isn't there, but there's a note on her pillow. And it says, it's 5 o'clock, time to wake up. Wide awake, say that with me, wide awake. You know, what would it look like to live each day? In fact, I'm going to invite you to pray a prayer with me all this month. It's a prayer I used to pray as a kid. When I was little, I would kneel down by my bed, and it's a little bit like this without the dog, but every night I would kneel down and I would pray this prayer. I would pray... Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. It sounds like you prayed that prayer too. <laughs> what if we took that and we just changed it up a bit this month? And we said, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, what if we went back and prayed, God, wake me up before I die? God, wake me up before I die. I don't want to walk into this year sleepwalking into the 2018. God, I want to live this year wide awake. Wide awake. Say that with me. Wide awake. I don't want to sleepwalk my way through 2018. I don't. I mean, we all know what it's like to sleepwalk our way. Well, through a day or through a week or through a month, we get out of bed, but we're not really awake, and we sleepwalk our way to work, or we sleepwalk our way to school, or we sleepwalk our way to church. Not this church, but that happens in other churches, sleepwalking your way to church. And, well, I guess it does happen in our church, too. <laughs> Pastor said he's sleepwalking his way. When you're out of bed, but you're just kind of sleepwalking your way through the day, you're existing, but you're not really living, you're surviving, but you're not really thriving. I don't want to sleepwalk my way through 2018. I want to live every day wide awake. God, wake me up before I die. Amen? Wake me up before I die. 
In fact, if I could, I'd buy every one of you this little outfit right here that we could all be part of the Wide Awake Club. The Wide Awake Club. That we could live this year wide awake. God, wake me up before I die. Help me be wide awake to new opportunities and new possibilities. Help me be wide awake to this exciting year that you've set before me. The Bible says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Would you read that with me together? Can we put that back up on the screens? Everybody read it with me. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Arise, shine. Let's live this year wide Awake. Can we give God praise in advance for the year that is set before us? Amen. Wide awake. Say it with me. Wide awake. Now, to guide our discussion, I want to look with you at the story of a man in the Bible who knew what it was to live wide awake. And as we look at his story over these next few weeks, well, there's a book in the Bible that's named after him. You find it in the Old Testament. His name is Nehemiah. And as we track with Nehemiah, you find a man who knows what it is to live wide awake. And as we rub shoulders with him, and he rubs shoulders with us, boy, that would rub off on us that we could live this year fully alive, eyes wide open, wide awake. It starts out with this idea of power and purpose. Power and purpose. That Nehemiah, he taps into the power of purpose, that he has a vision, he has a dream, he has a goal to build something great, and that becomes what you could call his statement of faith. We read about that statement of faith in Nehemiah chapter 2. Nehemiah says, The God of heaven himself will prosper us. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. Let me read that part again. The God of heaven himself will prosper us. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. Arise and build. Nehemiah had a a dream, a goal, a vision that the God of heaven would prosper him to rise up and build something great. And this becomes his statement of faith. This is what I believe God's calling me to do. This is what I believe God's calling me to be. Nehemiah taps into the power of purpose, and there's nothing like purpose to wake you up. I was reading about some Irish immigrants during the time of the Great Depression. I'm part Irish, and as I was reading about this story, it intrigued me that these immigrants, the government had put them to work during the Great Depression, and they were working on a road. They were building a road. And they were energized, they were enthused, they were so glad to be working, and well, they would sing their Irish songs, and well, they just seemed to be fully alive, wide awake. 
But over time, they found out that the road they were building was actually leading to nowhere. That the work was just busy work to keep them occupied. And over time, they lost their enthusiasm, they lost their energy, they stopped singing their songs, and one person who saw what happened wrote this about their experience. He said, the road to nowhere is difficult to make. The road to nowhere is difficult to make, and it is. If you feel like you're going and going and going, but you're not really going anywhere, you're busy and busy and busy, but you're not really moving forward, that you're in a hurry, in a hurry, in a hurry, but activity doesn't translate into productivity, the road to nowhere is hard to build. And that's why one of the best things we can do, I mean, the Bible says, where there is no vision, the people what? Perish. But if this week and you and I will tap into the power of purpose, inside your bulletin, I've put a card. And on one side of the card, it reads wide awake. And on the other side of the card, it reads 2008 Statement of Faith. And if you were to take this card home and you wrote down your statement of faith for this coming year, this is what I believe God is calling me to rise up and build, to build something great. This is what I believe I'm supposed to be. This is what I believe I'm supposed to do. Well, this is my statement of faith for 2018. I'm going to write it down. The Bible says, write the vision and make it what? Plain. And when you begin to tap into the power of purpose, oh my. There was a study that was done at Harvard University. And the study, in the study, they interviewed graduates from Harvard who were, you know, they were graduating and they asked them about their financial goals. And they said that 84 of the graduates had no financial goals. That 13% of the graduates actually had set their goals and written them down. 3% had set their goals, written them down with a plan. And 10 years later, they interviewed those same graduates, and here's what they found. They found that the 13% who had set goals and written them down, they were making twice as much money as these people. The 3% who had set goals and written down a plan, they were making 10 times as much as this group. 10 times as much. 10 times as much. Make it plain. Write it down. Ushers, can you bring me a pencil? 10 times. There's something about the power of vision. It harnesses your energy. It harnesses your focus. And it has a way of waking you up. And that's why as we begin this new year, if we come to God and we ask God to give us a vision, 
A vision that's big enough and bold enough that even as we write it down, we can feel our hearts start to beat a little bit faster. We can feel our blood start to run. That it's a vision so big and so bold that without God, the Bible says God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, by, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Can we give God praise? An amazing God, the God of heaven will prosper us. It's time to rise up and build. So here's something I want you to think about. What is God calling you to rise up and build this coming year? Maybe God wants you to build your character. Maybe God wants you to build your ministry. Maybe God wants you to build your marriage. Maybe God wants you to build a business. What is God calling you to rise up and build? The God of heaven will prosper you. Let us together rise up and build to live this year wide awake. Well, there's a young lady who is a part of the church. Her name is Veronica. And Veronica loves to dance. Since she was little, she's always loved to dance. She's been a part of our productions for many years here at the church. And she also has a love for special needs kids. She has a five-year-old who has special needs. And here's what God has put on her heart for 2018. To take her love for dance and her love for special needs kids and to put that together and to rise up and build a ministry that would use dance to help build this confidence of special needs kids and to use dance to help build the self-esteem of special needs kids. That's what God has called Veronica to do, to rise up and build this ministry. And Veronica is sitting right over here. Veronica, would you stand? Let's give God praise, amen? That's what she's writing down on that card. That's what she's believing God for. Proud of you, Veronica. What would God have you write down on that card? What is God calling you to rise up and build? Tap into the power of purpose. That's how to live your life wide awake. Wide awake. Say that with me. Wide awake. Say it again. Wide awake. I don't want to hit, well, the snooze button anymore. Life's too precious to hit that snooze button again. I saw this one commercial where they hit the snooze button. Have you ever seen this commercial? Morning. So what do you think then? Get an early start on that alfalfa on the back 40? What's the hurry? Hit the snooze. Oh, hit that snooze button. We all know that, what that's like. As we move into this new year, boy, life's too precious to hit the snooze button on 2018. How about if we move into 2018 wide awake, wide awake? 
Well, how do we do that? Well, the next thing we see in Nehemiah's journey, it has to do with problems and purpose. Problems and purpose. Problems. My dad once said, everybody has a problem, is a problem, or lives with a problem. (laughs) When it comes to problems, problems and purpose, it's interesting. Nehemiah's, well, purpose, it rises out of a problem. He hears about a problem, and we read about that problem in Nehemiah chapter 1. Nehemiah says, I asked them about the Jews who had escaped captivity and still lived in Judah. I also asked them about the city of Jerusalem. They answered, Nehemiah, the Jews who escaped captivity and are in the land of Judah are in much what? Trouble. They are having many what? Problems. And they are full of shame because the wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. Broken down walls. Burned out gates. In that day, this is about 450 years before Christ. In that day, every city had a wall. Every city had to have a wall because without a wall, you couldn't defend yourself or protect yourself. Without a wall, it was like the Wild West where any band of marauders could ride into town anytime they wanted, whenever they wanted, and they could take whatever they wanted. And the only way to protect and defend yourself as a city back then was to have a wall. So if there was no wall, the situation, it seemed helpless and it seemed hopeless because you couldn't survive as a city. You couldn't thrive as a city without walls and gates. And here you have a situation where walls are broken down and gates are burned down. And Nehemiah hears about the problem. He becomes aware of the problem. He becomes conscious of the problem. He got woke. And when he does, what do you do then? What do you do when you get woke? Some people, when they see a problem, that's all they can see. They see a problem. There's a problem. Do you remember Charlie Brown and Lucy? Charlie Brown once goes to see Lucy for psychiatric help. And Lucy tells him, she says, you know what the problem is? The whole problem with you, Charlie Brown, is that you're you. And Charlie says, well, what am I supposed to do about that? And Lucy says, well, I don't have a solution. I'm just really good at pointing out the problem. (laughs) Do you know anybody like that? They're really good at pointing out problems. Yep, there's a problem. There's a problem. Yep, there's a problem right over here. But as people of faith, where are we at? We're at the cathedral of? We're at the cathedral of? As people of faith, at Cathedral of Faith, when we see a problem, we see more than a problem. We see that there is a purpose hidden within that problem. 
we see more than a problem. We see that there's a possibility tucked in that problem. We see more than a problem. We see that there is potential that's tucked away in that problem. If you're thinking, Pastor Ken, I don't know what to write on that card for 2018. One thing you could do is to look around you. Where is there an obstacle that you could turn into an opportunity? Where is there a problem that you could turn into a possibility? Where is there a broken down wall that needs to be rebuilt? Where is there a gate that needs to be repaired? At home or at school, at work, at church, in the city, in your heart, in your health, with your habits, and your finances? Where is there a wall that needs to be rebuilt or a gate that needs to be repaired? And today we can declare together there is a God in heaven who will prosper us, so let us rise up and build. Let's give God praise, amen. Rise up and build. Let that get in your spirit. Maybe when it comes to your finances, you just, whoa, talk about broken down walls. Burned out gates. I saw this one bumper sticker online. It said, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. And maybe you are so far in debt, the Bible says the borrower is a slave to the lender. And after the holidays, you just feel like a slave. You are in so much debt. Well, today, don't just see the problem. See that there's a possibility in every problem, that we serve a God in heaven who will prosper us. And that God in heaven can prosper us and give us resilience and give us perseverance and give us wisdom and give us discipline so that we can take back our financial freedom, we can rebuild that wall and repair that great gate to the glory of God. You know, that's what one couple did. They took a class that we offer here at the church called Financial Peace University, and their finances were a mess. They were in big-time debt. But here's what God did. They write this about their experience. They said, the class has gotten my wife and I on the same page for our financial future. The class has helped us to get rid of $20,000 in debt, and we are striving to get debt free, striving to get debt free. What God did for them, God can do for you. Let's rise up and build. The God of heaven can prosper us, and together we can rebuild those walls and repair those gates. Let's rise up and build. Amen? Wide awake. Say that with me. Wide awake. I don't want to sleepwalk this year through 2018. I want to be like this guy right up here. I saw his picture. He said, I put Red Bull in my coffee this morning instead of water, and now I can see noises. Man, that's how I want to lock in. I want to be so locked in. Make the most of every day of 2018. And that brings us to the last takeaway from Nehemiah's story this week. And that has to do with passion and purpose. That Nehemiah, when he hears about what has taken place with broken down walls and burned up gates, 
even though he's 800 miles away from that city, even though he's actually never been to the city himself, there is something about that moment when he hears, it moves him. And here's what the Bible says about that moment. Nehemiah writes, when I heard this about the people of Jerusalem and about the wall, I sat down and cried. I was very sad. I fasted and prayed to the God of heaven for several days. I fasted and prayed to the God of heaven for several days. It moved him. It moved him in here, and then it moved him out here. It moved him to begin to fast and pray. He'll do more than that. We'll see that in the days ahead. But it started with fasting and prayer. First, he's moved in here. And then he's moved out here to fast and pray. And here's something to think about. When's the last time? Has that kind of thing ever happened to you? Where God just broke your heart. And it moved you deeply in here. God just wrecked your heart with a burden and with a passion. And you just couldn't get away from it. It happened to me about 10 years ago. My wife and I were on a date. You know, I've learned something. I'm a slow learner, but I've learned this, that it's okay to take your wife on a date even after you get married. There's not a law against it. And so I took my wife on a date. We're up in San Francisco. We have dinner. We're on a date. And we go afterwards to this little place where there's jazz music playing. We're on a date. And so here I am listening to the music. I'm not in church. I'm not thinking about church. I'm on a date. Hey, I'm on a date. And so here we are on a date, and I'm enjoying myself. And all of a sudden, the strangest thing happens. And the best way to describe it is that God, in his grace and providence, God reached down and touched my heart and broke my heart for the people in that room. And it was the strangest thing. I just began to cry. It was right in the middle of the music. I just began to cry. I'm a card-carrying member of Raider Nation. And I just began to cry. And I didn't even know what was going on in that moment. I didn't understand it. But then in the next few weeks, it happened in this city, and it happened in that city, around the Bay Area. I was in places, and God began, what God was doing is breaking my heart in a bigger way for the lost in the Bay Area. And God just broke my heart with a burden, just wrecked my soul. I couldn't get away from it. He created a a holy discontent on the inside of me. I was having trouble sleeping at night. Things are going great on our campus, but God broke my heart for those 
who were beyond this campus. And through prayer and fasting, a few months later, we opened up our first multi-site campus down in Morgan Hill. And that was nine years ago. They celebrate their ninth anniversary today, a thriving campus down in Morgan Hill. Way to go, Pastor Gary. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. And today, we have 12 campuses, uh, 10 of them here, two of them overseas, and all of them, as I had a chance to visit over the holidays, people that were, well, just showing the love of Jesus to their communities in powerful ways. I just thought, look what the Lord has done. Way to go, Cathedral of Faith. Can we give God praise for what he's done? taking the love of Jesus in a larger way. And as we move into this new year, we're pioneering even something different. I want you to help me out with this. We're starting Cathedral here. Here, say that with me. Here. We're starting Cathedral there. There, say that with me. There. We're starting Cathedral anywhere. Say that with me. Anywhere. Starting Cathedral everywhere. Say that with me. Everywhere. Here. There. Anywhere, everywhere. Here is right here at the San Jose site. We believe God has great things in 2018 right here. Can somebody say amen? There has to do with our multi-sites. We believe that God has great things ahead in 2018 for our multi-sites. Can somebody say amen? Anywhere is how you can have a Cathedral of Faith campus right in your home. And we have families all around the country from Cathedral who have relocated that want to become a Cathedral Lighthouse right in their neighborhood. That is anywhere that God's going to show up all across the nation this year in homes. Can somebody say amen? And then everywhere has to do with this international movement that's going on. And not only in the Philippines, but God's opening up more and more doors for us. And this summer, God's opened up the door for me to go and meet with some leaders over in Europe. And can you believe a cathedral of faith in Sicily, a cathedral of faith in Rome? Can somebody say, Mamma Mia, amen. And it all started, let me tell you where it all started. It all started with a broken heart. That's where it started. So let me ask you a question. Ken, I'm not sure what to write on that card. That's all right. What are you passionate about? I mean, really passionate about. What has God just broken your heart about? What's your deepest burden? What's your deepest Oh, that just when you think about it, even tears, man, you just, you got your heart on the outside, but boy, this touches a nerve, and you can feel tears start to well up in your eyes, and maybe just being real, you'd say, Ken, I, man, I just feel like my heart's numb. You get a shot of Novocaine right into your heart. Life can do that. I don't feel any burden. I used to, but today I don't feel anything. Bring your heart to God. Just come as you are. 
And ask God to renew your burden, renew your passion. To break your heart with what breaks his. Because that passion can fuel your purpose. And you can live this year wide awake, man. I don't want to sleepwalk. I don't want you to sleepwalk into this new year. We'll tap into the power of purpose. What happened to you, Pastor Ken? You'll never believe it. I went to church, and I prayed this crazy, dangerous prayer. God, wake me up before I die. And God did. I got woke. What does it look like to live a life that's wide awake? Watch the screens. Let's celebrate together. So even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the Red Hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream. My four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Thank you, God, for Dr. King and his example of what it looks like to live your life wide awake. Carol is going to come and sing. Sierra is going to dance. Bring your heart before God. And allow God to begin to stir up your heart for 2018. The God of heaven will prosper us. This is the year to rise up and build. Broken down and tired. Of living life on a merry-go-round And you can't find the fighter But I see it in you and we're gonna walk it out And move mountains We're gonna walk it out And move mountains
I'll rise up, I'll rise like the day I'll rise up, I'll rise unafraid I'll rise up and I'll do it all again a thousand times And I'll rise up high like the waves I'll rise up in spite of the ache I'll rise up and I'll do it a thousand times again For you But I promise we'll take the world to its feet and move mountains. We'll take them to their feet and move mountains. And I'll rise up, I'll rise like the day, I'll rise up, I'll rise on a you would you just lift your hand and and declare this after me Heavenly Father thank you for who you are and what you've done for me you are the God of heaven and you will prosper us this is the year to rise up rise up and build Jesus this is my year to rise up 
and build. I want to live this year wide awake for your kingdom and for your glory. Amen and amen and amen. Can we give God praise one more time? Hallelujah. Thank you, God.